Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Peter Gabbett Podcast. I'm your host, Peter Timothy Hanks, and today is July 25th, 2020, which means I'm on day 224 in a row of 365 promised episodes. It brings you unedited, unscripted, improv, news, movies, music, sports, food, entertainment, and all things except politics. Well, folks, the date is set and the opponent is set for Mike Tyson to take on Roy Jones Jr. in Carson City, California on September 12th. Undoubtedly, this will be one of the most watched boxing events probably ever, considering how many fans not only Roy Jones Jr. has, but Iron Mike Tyson, the single most popular boxer of all time. Now, I'm not certain why, because there have been things that have made him a little less popular to certain crowds based on his career choices outside of the ring. But this is a resurgence of two ended careers, with Roy Jones Jr. being 51 and Iron Mike being 55. Now, Jones Jr. fought in, I believe, 2018. But Mike Tyson, if you remember, have has not fought... Since 2005, this dude hasn't taken a punch to his face, with or without gloves on, for 15 years. That's a long time to be on a no-punch-to-the-face hiatus. Considering the facts that both of these guys are over 50, and both of these guys are ex-champions, there is a high possibility that one of these old geezer bums is not only going to get knocked out, but going to suffer a severe injury or possibly concussion to their very mashed-up-already brain. But this will surely still be a very entertaining battle between two gentlemen who will possibly enter the ring on walkers and leave in wheelchairs. I'm not certain how this will play out, but I am pretty positive that someone's going down because there's almost no chance that these guys are going all 12 rounds with each other and still standing, seeing as how they probably can't stand for more than 45 minutes without needing to sit on their couch and rest their old backs. This will surely be a fight for the ages. Don't miss it. September 12th, Carson City, California, undoubtedly on pay-per-view as well. Now, I've heard some rumors about a preliminary fight between ex-NBA player Nate Robinson versus the YouTube star Jake Paul. Yes, that's correct. Ex-NBA player Nate Robinson will be boxing a YouTube star by the name of Jake Paul before the Mike Tyson fight. And I did make a mistake earlier. I think I said 12 rounds. It's only going to be 8 rounds. For the Tyson versus Roy Jones Jr. But I suspect one of these guys to keel over with a cardiac arrest or something before it even reaches round five. The NBA season has officially returned with a couple scrimmage games yesterday. And I gotta say, it actually excited me. Now, I even watched some baseball yesterday. And the funny thing about these matchups is the fake fans that they have in the stands. 
Now, in the baseball stadiums, it seems like they put cardboard cutouts of celebrities and other people they thought would be funny just to maybe help the pitchers out as they threw a baseball because nothing throws off a pitcher like a different background than what you're used to. If you're used to seeing a whole bunch of people behind the net that protects them from foul balls and you are just thrown for a loop and there's no one all of a sudden, those little types of things get into your mind. They're mental. They mess with you and they ruin your flow. So I say it was a good idea and it was hilarious because in some cases they just had some off-the-wall celebrities and politician cardboard cutouts sitting next to each other. It was funny. I would I would have a good time setting these up, I'm sure. I would just put people that made no sense next to each other right there and see what the media had to say about that. But either way, baseball continued. The Dodgers beat the Giants again. And the NBA scrimmage games took off with LeBron James actually playing a substantial amount of time in the first half of the shortened 10-minute quarter games that were played yesterday in the NBA. Now, I got to say, this is super exciting because that means, for a fact, the NBA season will resume and the actual games that matter will start in only six days. That is super exciting, folks. That means we will see a conclusion to this drawn-out season where over 130 days of basketball drought went by between seeing players play in front of a television screen or on TV in any way. And this is exciting. Sports is back, and I could not be happier. Well, folks, somehow a video went viral after five days ago on the 19th, a woman who refused to wear a mask got onto an airplane claiming she had a medical condition and, of course, by majority decision, she was booted off of the airplane. Now, everybody applauded as she left and deemed her once again a Karen. Yes, apparently now... Any white woman who refuses to wear a mask somewhere has a name called Karen given to her as her title. I don't really understand this. And again, that's fine. Call her what you want because, hey, I personally don't want her to be around me if she doesn't have a mask on just because apparently there's this supposed outbreak pandemic happening that's killing off so many people, even though I've still never met a single person who either had the COVID or suffered from it in any way. I don't understand this, and I'm personally getting on a plane in less than two weeks, and I'm freaking out because I can already hardly breathe when we're up in the sky on account of my only functioning one lung because my other lung had a tumor in it and I received so much chemotherapy in that lung. So with that being said, I just may be a Karen when I get up into the sky. Of course, first, I'm just going to wear the mask and I'll probably hide in the corner of my seat and, you know, lightly take it off under my nose or something so I can breathe. But I'm not going to flat out be like, no. I'm not wearing a mask. And then have everyone kick me off of the flight. That's just stupid. I need to make it to Oregon where I'm visiting friends and going on an annual camping trip. 
I was hoping by the time I had got onto this flight that times would have changed because I booked it months and months ago. But of course, with the slow rate of the ending of this pandemic, because certain protesting and things are happening that keeps spreading it around so that it doesn't die off, this means I have no choice but to mask up before I hit that plane. And I gotta do it, and so does every Karen out there. So just play by the rules, or you're gonna get kicked out. UFC Fight Night tonight, folks, begins at 5 p.m. with the main card. Prelims started two. There's gonna be fights for hours, and it will be awesome. The lineup for the main event tonight is seriously epic with some old school legend fighters. Almost just seems like their their never ending careers continue in the UFC regardless of how many times they've stepped into the octagon. Tonight we will see Fabricio Verdum versus Alexander Gustafsson, two legends in MMA taking on each other in the pre-pre-main event, I must say, because there's two other main cards or two other main fights in the main card that are just even better than that with Mauricio Shogun Hua, a legend in the UFC, taking on another legend, Antonio Minotaro Nogueira. These guys have fought for like my entire life, to be able to see them battle each other this day and age in a live event for free for UFC Fight Night Live is just an exceptional opportunity for anybody. Not to mention the main event of the evening is Robert Whittaker versus Darren Till. These guys are also legends. I mean, the, the three main fights in the main card tonight are all legends. This is just like the battle of the legends in the UFC. I cannot wait to see this. There is going to be some blood spilled tonight. I promise you that. And not only do experienced fighters know how to finish a fight, but they know how to win in times of desperation. If they notice that they can't stand up against a guy because he's too fast, he's hitting them, they'll take the guy down and they'll beat him by submission or they'll ground and pound or dirty box him like Randy Couture used to do. This will be an eventful UFC, I promise you. And it's free. UFC Fight Night Live. Main event begins at 5. Don't take a dive and stop being jive. It's on ESPN. 5 p.m. Now, of course, Fauci came out with a timeline for the vaccine for the coronavirus recently. And he talked more about how important it is to wear a mask and all these other things. But you know what? Why should we even listen to this guy? Because he came out to throw the first pitch at the Washington Nationals game. And after... Wearing the mask on the mound, throwing the first pitch when no one was anywhere near him, he went to his seat in the stands and didn't wear his mask while sitting next to other people who were wearing masks. 
Well, that's crazy. So here you have an expert on this whole subject who tells the world what they should do in order to slow the rate of this pandemic. And one of his number one initiatives, if you will, is to ensure that everyone has a mask on wherever they go in public so that they won't spread the coronavirus if they have it, whether they're asymptomatic or obviously sick, which they shouldn't be out of their house anyways if they are. But he tells everyone, hey, wear a mask. This is what you have to do. And then shows that he doesn't listen to his own rules or care when he sits in the stands of a baseball game not wearing his mask. I mean, this is ridiculous, guys. Come on. How can you not see... Nazi? How can you not see that this is bogus? I'm telling you, I'm not saying the whole coronavirus thing's bogus. I'm just saying that when the expert tells us what we have to do, and then he doesn't do it anyways, it just seems kind of ridiculous to me. That's like, you know, that's just kind of like a a teacher saying, hey, students, you can't cuss. Shut the hell up, bitch. You know, that's like a, a teacher telling students they can't say bad words and then saying it to them anyway herself or himself or anything. You know, this just doesn't make any sense. And to me, Fauci or Fossey or whatever the heck this guy's name is, his words mean nothing because he clearly doesn't listen to his own standards. And I say, I'll mask up because I have to to go places, but I'm not certain it really does anything because neither is he. A couple of new things coming out on the new app Quibi, which is basically another TV and movies app that I'm sure everyone will have soon enough. But it has some exclusives, and one of them, two of them actually, are are pretty exciting. One of them is a new Kiefer Sutherland show that's a remake of the 1960s show The Fugitive, which actually turned into a movie in 1993 with Harrison Ford that I absolutely love. One of my favorite movies of all time by far. And now will be adapted once again into a TV series with Kiefer Sutherland that is about a man who's falsely accused of a subway bombing and must go on the run to prove his innocence by uncovering clues just to disprove that he's the one who actually did the subway bombing. Now, this is pretty, pretty exciting stuff because I actually haven't seen Kiefer Sutherland do anything since 24, which I tried to watch and I just couldn't get into it. It was too, there was too many of them and it was the same concept over and over for every episode. But this will be pretty sweet, I believe, because I was really into the 1993 Harrison Ford flick, The Fugitive. So to see it adapted into a TV show is exciting for me. But that's not the only exclusive coming out on Quibi that I'm excited about. There's another one, and it's called Fathamucka. Yeah, that's correct. Reversing the first and second, the reversing the first letters of each word and saying basically mofo in a different way by saying fathamucka you gotta guess who would be in a show called fathamucka well samuel l jackson that's who and 
a counterpart to him who we've seen before in two movies, well, one, and then another that's set to come out in 2021, The Hitman's Bodyguard with Ryan Reynolds and Samuel L. Jackson was a smash hit. I loved it. Hilarious. The dynamic between these two guys is so perfect. It is just outrageous and comedic and just hilarious in every way. Now they're teaming up again. We already know they have the Hitman's Wife's Bodyguard coming out. With Salma Hayek is, is set to be in that movie once again as Samuel L. Jackson's wife. And that movie's coming out in 2021. It's probably been delayed because of the COVID BS. But at least we know that there's a an animated series with Ryan Reynolds and Samuel L. Jackson called Father Mucka coming out on Quibi. And that is certainly going to be something we've never seen before. I mean, with those two guys' crazy minds put together and their hilarious dynamic, this is just going to be a great cartoon. There's no chance that this won't be hilarious, and I will be first in line to check it out. Folks, it's time for the portion of the Peter Gabbett podcast we've all been waiting for, and that is Real Stories brought to you by me, Peter T. Hankst. And barbecues, and that's B-B-Q-U-S-I-O-N. And today I'm going to tell you actually a couple quick anecdotes, if you will. No, a couple of quick mini-stories, I should say, about times when I was shocked that a woman was hitting on me and I didn't know what to do because, you know, I've been out of the game for so long. I have a wife. I have three kids. I just, I can't do anything anyways. I can't do anything because I'm locked up. I'm, I'm not available in any way. And it's been so long anyways since I've even tried to flirt, you know, intensely flirt with, you know, I do a little jokingly stuff like that that means nothing. But I don't like pursue any women because I can't because I'm taken. And so when something like that happens to me, it just throws me for a loop and it makes me act stupid. And this is a pretty funny scenario. So when I was working at Red Robin, believe it or not, two scenarios like this occurred. I don't even know how it's possible, but when I was a bartender at Red Robin in La Plaza Bonita Mall, a typical Southern California mall where everything's jam-packed into one mega building, and the entrance to the Red Robin was outside in the parking lot. There was no entrance inside the mall to the restaurant. So I it just it was a stupid setup, and I hated working there, but I had to do it because I'd first moved here, and I transferred from the Red Robin I worked at in Beaverton, Oregon, to the Red Robin here in National City, California, which is the closest one to Imperial Beach where I decided to live. So I'm at work wearing my super lame, probably bright-colored, random Red Robin shirt because I swear they changed themes like every couple of months and they would bring out some new uniforms every time. So there's no telling what my actual uniform was that day, but I'm sure it was stupid. And, you know, I'm wheeling and dealing, slanging drinks and making milkshakes and smoothies for all the kiddos in the restaurant at the time because that's what the job of the bartenders at Red Robin is. You make all the alcoholic drinks, all the smoothies, all the milkshakes, pretty much all the juices, 
And then you still serve a bar top full of people and a whole bunch of bar tables that surround that bar top. So it can be quite stressful. So I'm in one of those zones where I'm just going left and right and just killing the game because I was really good at my job. And this girl comes in. Now, she's pretty. She's, you know, slender and a Hispanic woman and has a whole lot of makeup. Just your typical, like, tons of makeup making her look like she could be in a magazine because her face was so perfect with all the makeup she had. But I, I can't really assume what she looked like without any makeup because there was too much of it on. So she comes in and she immediately walks up to the bar and starts hitting on me. She's like, I've noticed you a few times and I think you are so cute and we need to go out. And I just, I thought it was a joke. I'm like, are you, are you, are you talking to me? I mean, because there's only a girl back here with me. So maybe you're a lesbian, but I don't know. I mean, I get shocked when this happens to me. I'm not a great looking guy. I'm not, I'm not above average in any way. I'm short I'm not very handsome. I'm not in fantastic shape. I'm in decent shape. I'm basically middle of the, you know, I'm like, if there's a 10 scale, I'm probably a five all the way across in every category. So I'm wondering what is happening right now. I just don't know. And she's like, she's like, so what do you think? You want to go out with me sometimes? Can we hang out? Why don't you just come over here and I'll give you a kiss? She starts telling me that, She's ready to basically make out with me right then and there. Like, she is really hitting on me. And I'm, I, like, I'm just taken aback. I, I don't even know how to respond. I'm like, oh, uh, huh. yeah, no, that's that's pr- pretty funny. I mean, you're, you're a great-looking gal and all, but uh, I, I, I can't really do anything like that. And, you know, I'm, I'm just busy. And she's all, now, now, what excuse you got? You got a girl? She's like, I, I take her out. Me and you, we be together. You know, she starts kind of talking like a little bit gangstery. So I don't know, maybe she, uh, she's a street gal or whatever. But she had kind of a, you know, a gangstery tone to her voice or whatever. And she starts basically saying that she'll take out my girlfriend if it means that we we can go on a date. And at the time, I wasn't married yet. I I was just with a girlfriend who I eventually did marry. But I just didn't understand what was happening. Like she she wouldn't give up. And so she sat at the bar and she's like, have a drink with me. And I'm like, I, I can't drink on the job. I can't. She's like, all right, well, have a drink with me after work then. I'll wait for you. And I'm like, I, I'm not available to do that. I can't do it. And, I, and I'm trying to be nice to her. She's a paying customer. She works in the mall. She tells me, I work at this kiosk that, what do you know, sells makeup. And she does people's makeup as they like walk through the mall. She's one of those type of people. And she keeps telling me to come visit her. And she comes back over and over every week to see me. Until finally I just shot her down so much that she gave up. And I I just, it was mind-blowing that this happened to me. Because I seriously never get pursued by women. It's very easy to be me and be married. Because I never, ever get pursued by women. And, you know, that you, some might think that sucks. But, I mean, it does suck if you're, if you're not married and you're a lonely guy and you're just like, man, I really wish I could get a girl nobody's interested. And that's pretty much how most of my childhood was. But I actually found a girl that was interested in me 
And I was like, all right, I got to marry this girl and just I got to be with her permanently because there's probably not going to be somebody like this ever again. And yet somehow there is. And I, I just don't know what it is. Maybe she thought I was cute or something or liked the hard work I did, whatever the case. But I, you know, I just I didn't understand it. And it was mind blowing to me. And it happened again. So one night I get off of work at Red Robin. I'm in my you know, stupid, ugly outfit, and I've probably spilled a bunch of crap all over myself by the end of the night. I, I was closing all night. It was busy. I got off of work. I head home, and before I pull in any further to Imperial Beach, I go directly to the little gas station that's right on the corner as you enter IB, and I'm like, I need gas. I'm about to, you know, my tank's about to be empty, and I don't want to leave the car gasless for my wife in the morning. Uh, but at the time, I, I again, I wasn't married. It was my girlfriend. And I pull into a gas station, and there's this girl who's just, I mean, a dime piece. I mean, it's it, I shouldn't even be saying this, because again, I am married. But I'll admit, this girl was gorgeous. 100% beautiful gal. Didn't make any sense that at 11.30 p.m. at night at a gas station, she's sitting here pumping her gas by herself, and I just, I said something like, wow, what's up with this girl pumping her gas or something? A little bit under my breath, you know, just not really trying to say anything that she could hear. And it was just like a, an impulse. I couldn't help it. I, I didn't even mean to, you know, I wasn't, I don't want to talk to this girl or anything, but it just happened. I was like, wow, check out this girl pumping her gas. That's crazy. And she immediately stops, turns around, rolls up to me, just comes straight up to my face and says, are you trying to holler at me? And I'm like, what? She's like, are you trying to holler at me? What you going to do about it? Why don't you do something about this? And she was kind of a little bit gangstery too. It was, it was weird. But she, she basically calls me out and says, if you want to do me, then do me. And I'm like, whoa, what is happening here? And I'm like, hey, I, no, I'm sorry. I, 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 I made a mistake. I didn't mean to. I, I apologize. I was not trying to holler at you. And she's like, yeah, you got a girlfriend, don't you? And I'm like, I do have a girlfriend. She's like, and you shouldn't have been hollering at me, should you have? And I was like, I absolutely shouldn't have been. And I, I feel like I didn't. But, you know, whatever, you kind of took my little under the breath thing that I said the wrong way. You are very beautiful. I cannot speak to you any further. I'm going to head home. And I thought to myself, this girl was ready to to just have me like whisk her away. You know, she straight called me out and asked me what I'm going to do to her because of this scenario. It was just another mind-blowing experience that proves that, folks, no matter who you are, there are some women out there that will want you for one reason or another. I'm not sure why. You know, I just, I know that I'm a strange looking fellow. And if I'm a girl, I don't want me. Absolutely not. And I can admit when a man is handsome, I'm not one of those men. So it makes no sense to me that either of these things occurred. But, you know, it just proves a point that regardless of the of the person you are, there's going to be somebody out there for you. And it, it's surprising to me. And I appreciate you listening to the Peter Gabbard podcast today, folks. I love each and every one of my listeners so dearly to my heart, and I will talk to all of you tomorrow. I just want to point out that 
I never have been and I never will be a player in the game of ladies. I'm just, I, I, just the way I say it, you can tell. There's no chance of that happening. Uh, and I'm still not a player to this day. Never will be. Never gonna be. And there's actually a song that goes along with that saying, still not a player. And I know you know this, and I'm bringing it back to you right now. Here is Big Pun, still not a player. Unless it's pawn in the terror squad. 